The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and our guest Charlie Lindsay Webb has joined us. Hello, Lindsay. Hello, Will. We're in a hotel room in Canberra. Here we are. My hometown. Fucking glamour. Eh? Hey? Now, uh, does it feel like your hometown when you come here? Funnily enough. There was not, no one here when I arrived at the airport today. Not, not Literally really. no one. <laughs> no one. In all of Canberra. No, it, we went to a... Uh, we went quiet. to the. We went to the wrong floor of the uh, car park. Yes. There was no cars. <laughs> None. Like at an airport car park, mm. they had a level that had no cars. Do you notice, though, that Canberra Airport seems to have sort of grown beyond its years? Like they're planning. I don't know it's what they know. It's in the future. I don't know what they know. About. We are, well, for me, I am in it, the future. I live in Queensland. We're, we're, I'm right now in the future. So it I don't think you understand how time works. Why? Yeah, I do. Like, no. In Queensland right now... It is an hour before now. Right, but that's uh, not... Uh, that's the, well, this is the future. I need to point out, though, that that it's, isn't actually how I it works. I time-travelled today Yeah, on I, a standard flight. I understand what you're saying, Lindsay, Yeah, but I flew to America last week and I left here on a Wednesday and I arrived there on a Wednesday. You've that, done it, so you know what I'm saying. No, that doesn't, that doesn't mean I can take a Tats Lotto ticket and fucking clean up Biff Tannen stuff. if the draw was done Do you think now, that, we could tell them... We could tell them what it was. Uh, That's why. Have you confused Greenwich Mean Time with the movie Back to the Future? I, I, I feel like you might have. I may have. Because I, mean, I feel like as a country, yes. we're in a lot of trouble about w- w- not warning America about 9 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would have known before. Right? Absolutely. By your theory. Yes. By your theory, well, no, we would have known. No, New Zealand knew before us, so we're off the hook. No, I don't think it works they like did. that. Yeah, well, we they, would still they, know. No, they knew before, well right. before us, and they kept it a shush. Right. And we were doing them a favour. Okay. So Does no. it seem I've, we've both been in New Zealand? It doesn't yeah. seem like it's in the future. It seems well, maybe, maybe we. You know, I was it's say, a different maybe, future. Maybe it is. A maybe parallel. it's a different. It's like it's one of those futures, parallel like. Future. Well, it's like a future, like in uh, Man of Steel, the Superman movie, where I haven't seen this movie. They're in the future, but it kind of they're living in caves, right? And everything's okay, like so we de-evolve. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's what you they've done in New Zealand. Be careful now. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I feel like I've, I realised the tunnel that I was going down there. I, I'll help I'm you. not actually saying that. New, I, I'll help you here. I think you're wrong. A minute ago, I said they're in the future. <laughs> Just if you're going to take something out of context, yes, take the take bit where first. I say that you're in the future, and not that the way, bit where. All you've said overall is that they're on the same time as us. Right. But we're in Canberra, which yes. is the nation's capital. The nation's capital. The compromised yeah. city. It is. Uh, for our listeners who are not in Australia, basically the two big uh, cities are, are Sydney and Melbourne. Well, at least originally were Sydney and Melbourne. That's right. And they argued, oh, we want to be the capital. Yeah. Oh, we want it. No, we want to have the no, capital. No, we've got a bigger port than you have. Yeah. And so they said, well, we'll compromise and have it halfway Didn't in between. did go for years to that argument? That wasn't just around dinner either. That was like for years they couldn't decide. Yeah, no, they couldn't. They were like, we want it. Yeah. You want it. Yeah. Like, oh, f- we'll talk about it next year. I mean, obviously these days, 
like with the way that everybody hates politicians. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone would have been true. like, fuck, lucky we put it in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can you imagine if they were here all the time annoying us? That is actually a fair point. In our point. good cities. Would ruin the AFL and the NRL. Yeah. Or either, I mean. Right. Would, would, re- would ruin either. It's what, Well, I mean, the thing that we always come back to, though, on this show is that, of course, if uh, Victoria got it, uh, which could have still been called uh, Batmania at that stage because it was discovered true. by John Batman yeah, and they yeah. were going to they were going to call it Batman Batman lane it's, yeah. it's not Batman it's, it's Batman, Batman lane. it's Batman John Batman <laughs> I've never read it that way no oh, no no it's Batman lane <laughs> yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, don't get me wrong I understand you everybody else it's Batman With lane all due respect to Batman and that's what I'm saying if Melbourne if like Victoria was still Batmania well that's not us do you know anything about the people staying next door <laughs> they may be constructing a sex dungeon Ocean's 12 I love the fact that I am on tour And I'm still getting weird noises it's on the strange. podcast They kind of follow you And there's a weird smell in this hotel room too It's funkified isn't it Yeah Yeah Like it was one of those things And this is my fear Is that uh, smells that are not my smells Will be attributed to me Yes I don't like that either Right that's why, like, that's why I won't use a cubicle in a public toilet To, no, do, to, to do the poo-poos No don't, I don't want other people's smells Like I understand yeah. that I'm a human being and I smell do you get, And I understand yeah. that they smell yeah. I just don't want their smells For other people to think Like you know what It's bad enough that other That'll stop That'll stop. I mean it really is like The people in the hotel room next to us Are just like well, sorry <laughs> we just have to install the sex dungeon <laughs> As soon as we've We've got some celebrities staying. We promised it be done for Friday night, mate. I mean, it's a family weekend. We're going to put it in Victoria. Yeah. We're going to put it in Sydney. Yeah, they argued about it for years. Yeah. We compromised on the Adina in Canberra. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. See, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, the hotel stinks. Um, Yeah, I don't think it's their fault, though. I don't think it's the hotel. I think there's something funky. Why are you apologising for the hotel? Because I walked down the street earlier. I'm in a hotel and it stinks, therefore that's the hotel's fault. Well, okay, yeah. No, fair enough. They could have moved it. We went in the car park and the thing we parked next to was like, it was horrific. Yeah, that's true. It was horrific. Yeah. You know, I've I've got an, I'll be honest with you, I've got a confession to make. When I smelt that down on the street, there was also a homeless person. Passing by, right, right. Now I must admit, I assume they were homeless. They could live in a house and just not have a mirror. Might have, might have been a hipster. Could have been, right. But I, I attributed at first the right. smell to the person that I saw, and then when I walked on, I went, oh, right. I was wrong. Yeah, there was no need for you to finger a homeless guy <laughs> for that smell. <laughs> when, that was not his smell. When you, you mean? I mean, maybe put the blame on. Yeah, put yeah. the blame on. Yeah, yeah. a homeless guy. It's a. I watch yeah. a lot of Law and Order. You, you, they yeah. say that they say that all the time. All the time. Uh, you know, Book you can get him for the crime. Yeah, I'm with you. They don't say book him Dano. Not in law. Have you ever watched Law and Order? No. No. That would be a terrible thing for them to say. Oh, and that's the, you know. Sure. Similar. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, the, it's next to a McDonald's. Yes. This building is next to a 24 McDonald's. 24 hour McDonald's. Yeah. Mm. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, look, maybe because I don't go to McDonald's. No. But I'm, I know you don't. But I'm assuming. I know you've found joy at Hungry Jack's in the past, though. Right, I have. <laughs> Apparently they're not vegetarian the either though, so let's not. In the future, you did. In the in the past, was it New Zealand? Oh yeah, it was too. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh no, I've forgotten about that one. I've tied a good thread there. All right, well done. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I thought maybe the smell was the McDonald's. Maybe it was oh, like I, yes, that also was in. You know, if there was a list, smells kind of like rotting food. Yeah. In fact, you said when you came in, yes. you were like, "Did you throw away some bad food?" Yeah. Maybe they've got backed up down there. I don't know where you thought I had bad food from, seeing that I arrived in this hotel an hour ago. <laughs> now that you say like that, I'm it seems tra- like a weird question. Like I'm travelling interstate on a plane with bad food. I'd understand it if you'd have come from the past like me. 
right. to, to have bad food when you arrived because you've travelled into the future with it. It's older. <laughs> I love that you were like, maybe the reason he's not laughing at this bit is he doesn't understand the point I'm making. I knew you knew. That was not, that was not the reason, Lindsay. I knew you knew. <laughs> I was, I was going to let the reason pass by. But now that you've lingered there, the reason was not that I didn't understand your time travel analogy and joke. You got it. I know. So I don't know uh, what the smell is, but I know the smell is in my hotel room and... No one else has to worry about it, I guess, is the thing. Yeah, but how... They don't know that. No. Did you call? Did you call? I mean, they don't know that, like, I can't... Like, I'm doing a show in town tonight. I might meet, like, a girl or, like, a bunch of girls. Like, it's Canberra. Who Mm. the fuck knows what happens in this city? Yeah, yeah. Something (laughs) fucked up and freaky. Fireworks go off and girls fall to the ground here. Fireworks... This city, (laughs) when I I was here at uni, the thing it was famous for was porn. Yeah, correct. Fireworks. That's right. And weed. That's right. Right? I went to school here. You're not telling me anything. I I know. know. This is my fucking city. We started most of those industries. We could have a great show tonight. Like, it's a sold-out show at the Canberra Theatre. Suddenly, we're yeah. in Canberra. It's a Thursday night. We're like, Huge. let's fucking go. Right next to Capitol Hill. Do you right. know that? We're performing on Capitol Hill. Oh, we go, well, let's let um, we make like, you know what? Floriard's just been here. Let's fuck some shit up. Floriard, by the way, a flower festival massive they have here. Massive flower festival. It's a massive flower festival. So many flowers all yeah. around the lake. Yeah. They, they make a clock out of flowers. Oh, my God. It's... That's Amazing. People go, well, what's a clock? I know, wow. it's very modern. It's like the thing you have on your phone. So <laughs> <laughs> they should, that's and, what it should be nowadays. And in the it's, car. They should make a giant smartphone <laughs> just with the time on it. There's probably an app. Modernise it a little bit. Uh, so they, that, you know, maybe we go crazy. Maybe Could we do. have a great night out. We go, we go down to uh, Civic, you know, the centre of town here. I know which where is, it is. Just where we are, anyway. Yeah. We we go to some club. City Walk. There's a whole there's a whole arcade all the way. We go to some nightclub. We meet some girls. Yeah, no, Those wait, girls wait, wait, wait. Like, stop there, stop, stop, what? stop. It's Thursday night in Canberra, dude. I'll just have to stop you there with the nightclub plans. <laughs> I don't we go to a bar. Yeah, we go. We're back on track. We though. go to a bar of yes. some kind. Yeah. We meet some girls. Sure. And uh, they're like, Hey, um, hey guys, we want to come back to your hotel and party. Sorry. Stinky. Can't can't bring him back. Sorry, can't they? They don't know that I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. I need to point out that I am not going to do that. No, but just but I'm you, just saying. This is a scenario. How dare they prejudge oh, I'm me? I'm not going with you if that's what you're doing either. But but what about you? Can't explain to them when they come into the room that that wasn't you either. That gets hard. It's difficult. Well, that's the thing. It's yes. like I don't want them to in any way think that this smell is no. my smell. It's not you. That smell. It's not right. You've never. Been I don't that think case. that's. A, I don't think that's a human smell. No. Well, I hope not. At least not if one that's human. A human smell. Let's, they're not well. No. <laughs> they should consult a medical professional of some yes, kind. Or a shovel. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you, but you you are home. So, does it feel yeah. like home when you come here? To be honest, will not not really. There's a sentimental part of me that looks at some of the places with uh, with those memories that you have of them, like. You know, for example, uh, I used to work just a couple of streets over. Oh, uh, what job while. was that? That was when I worked with Pizza Hut here in Canberra. Uh-huh. I worked at uh, worked. At, I, I just uh, with a little local pizza mob. Were they the you, Pizza Hut? The pizza, yeah, yeah, just yep. local. Yep. Uh, well, you know, they're quite small. They're gone now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and other things like looking around across the road, there's a massive high rise uh, building, a block of offices and car parks and whatever that used to just be an open air car park with the community service building on the back of it. So right. it was like, you know, legal aid and all of that sort of thing for the entire for the entire capital. I look around at some of the stuff and go, wow, that hasn't changed at all. 
like London Circuit over here in the centre of town, which is a very old building and is part of the original CBD buildings here. And it runs from Northbourne Avenue. If you've been to Canberra, that's the main vein from uh, the north, from Sydney. If you come in, you run from Northbourne Avenue, it runs you straight to Capitol Hill. And then if you follow that over, you're in Parliament House, which is quite huge. Parliament House, here's a funny story for you. I went to school across the road from Parliament House when I was a kid and was a part of the Greens movement to lobby them not building Parliament House where they built it because they flattened a hill to do it and took out a a forest, Uh, not a massive forest, but a forest of trees on a hill that was left specifically. My primary school, we marched the entire school. We put on green skivvies and green pants and walked over the hill with placards. Clearly it didn't help. Uh, I don't know that I've helped the town at all. In fact, the hospital that I was born in on the lake was blown up. They, they blew it up. Right. I don't know that they, they tried to get rid of me when I went. One uh, of the first bits of stand-up <laughs> I ever did was about that hospital right. being blown up. It was ill-fated up. too. It didn't go well when they blew it up. Right. So People needed a hospital. I'm not – yeah, exactly. Well, that, weird. That was the bit that I Was used. it really? So it was right. basically um, what happened was – and I, I, I'm not sure I can remember the bit exactly because it was fucking 20 years ago, but um, – I had a bit about the fact that 20,000 people or whatever it had been yeah. had gathered to they watch them the blow yeah. up the hospital. Yeah. And so I was just, I was like, because I, I, I wanted to tell people that I'd lived in Canberra. I said, yes. if you want to know what Canberra's like, here's a snapshot. Here's, here's a story from the paper this week. Sure. 20,000 people gathered mm. uh, to watch them blow up the local oh, hospital. Great right? festival. Because also, Top festival. that's what you want to see someone yeah. blowing up a hospital. Oh, yeah. We hate hospitals. Get Can't wait it. to see a hospital destroyed. Ooh, what do we need that for? <laughs> this, this place is heaps better since we've got one less hospital. Yay! Right, so 20,000 people came out to yes, watch them uh, blow up the hospital. A lot. Uh, but something went wrong. Around a lake. It's built right on the, yep. the side of a lake, which has been a bone of contention the whole time it was there because in the lake sometimes, you know, things would pop up in the lake that weren't supposed to and the hospital weren't getting rid of things the way they maybe should have been getting rid of things. And uh, When you say things, you mean bodies? Parts of. Not, you know... What, they're just bodies. flushing a well, leg you know, down the toilet or something? From from memory, this, just is, like, this could be vague. Hey, uh, does anyone know uh, who Tag B over here is? I don't know, just chuck him in the lake. Uh, I think there was a more of a mishandling of things that were used for medical research and learning and those sorts right. of things, and they weren't being disposed of properly right. at the end of such procedures. And then and some young some, Canberra rowing teams out right. in the morning. Stroke! Stroke! Um... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, he did have a stroke, though. So, well diagnosed. Out of arms way. Yeah. So, oh my God. Thank you. Thank so, um, he, so, they blew up the hospital. Yes. Kapuzzi. Something went wrong. It did. So, Badly. Yes. Mm. So, I used to act out what the organ, what the organ would have been going right. through the organizer's mind. Right, because, you know, it was a momentous occasion. Yeah, and there's 20,000 people there. Mm. They would have been like, oh, my God, this is the best Picnic thing ever. 20,000 people Happy have times. gathered yeah. to watch us blow up a hospital. This is brilliant. What a PR move. Mm. We're geniuses. Three, two, one, bang. A piece of rubble flies through the air, through the crowd, hits a little girl. Ooh. We've got to get her straight to the nearest. Oh, shit. <laughs> That was one of the first bits of stand-up I right. ever did. Right. And, um, and, and but, it's, that was, a, that was a, a terrible, terrible tragedy. But it was a terrible tragedy in the end, and, so that's why I stopped doing the bits of stand-up. I could be wrong with this, but I believe the story that came out of that and the reason that it went so horribly awry was that because there was 20,000 people coming to watch the demolition of the hospital, the people with the uh, dynamito or whatever mm. they use, the jelly night, whatever the charges are, went, oh, yeah, is it? Oh, we should uh, amp this up. Hey? Oh, put on a show for the folks then, shall we?
Is that really well, that's the... the... That's the story. Yeah, it could be urban myth. That could be... I mean... Know. But that sounds quite, you know, oh, they come and watch I us re- blow stuff up. I feel, I feel like everyone who blows shit up is a carny. Well, you know. Like, I don't want to... No. Cast aspersions on the entire demolition industry, but I think you need to be a certain type certain of person type. to deal with the danger of a out of control dodgem or a stick of jelly ignite. I think fair fair balance. You just got to be the sort of person that when you're in your high school careers class, yeah. they said they said, "What do you want to be?" He said, "I don't want to be anything. I just want to fucking blow shit up. I just want to do it. Whatever people build, <laughs> I want to destroy." All right, yeah, we've got okay, a job yeah, for no. you. Yep, we got a good one. Mm. So yeah, this has been you know it was, and ironically, this I'm, I was forty this year. I turned forty this particular uh-huh. year. I was born in that hospital in nineteen seventy three. Oh, that the June. blown up hospital. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I really well. I was born in there uh, early in the morning, overlooking the lake. Lovely day. Uh, <laughs> you have such vivid I, memories. Well, I do. It's amazing. <laughs> Surprisingly, it? I know. Yeah. how old were you when you were born? Oh, just brand new. Right. Like, and you remember this shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite amazing. Wow. Well, there's no pictures, of course. Okay. Uh, but uh, I've I've moved I moved away from Canberra yes. um, twenty years ago, and I should also clarify that when I say I grew up in Canberra, I actually grew up outside of town, right? Um, far enough away that you wouldn't drive in every weekend. You know, it was, you know, not so how how far away from here is it, that? It's about a thirty five minute drive from here, right? Um, so in Sydney, the next yeah, suburb, I know, isn't right. that amazing? But as a child, I grew up out there on a farm. We were self sustained. We. We just didn't really travel. I came into school on a bus every day, which mm-hmm. was, an, you know, an arduous trip. How long did it, <coughs> How long did it take you to get in on the an bus? An hour for primary school, and I started in here in the ACT. We started in kindergarten. Uh, is your first year of primary school, and I started in 1977, which means I was turning four in the middle of that year, and I was travelling an hour on the bus to a place called Forest Primary School, which is right next to uh, where where Parliament House is today. In fact. When Parliament House was built and they blew up the hill, all of the windows uh, systematically fell out of the primary school that I was at. Ros Kelly came through to tell us everything was going to be okay, uh, but the windows were falling out from the vibrations of the explosion. It was quite a weird Ros Kelly, the politician? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. I yeah. would have liked some sort of safety expert I, telling me everything I, was okay. In retrospect, I give a choice. I give a fuck <laughs> what a politician choice. says. But, you know, she was an up-and-comer at the time. So, <laughs> oh, well, we might as well trust her. And I politician has never lied I to anyone. I imagine it was Graham Richardson's idea for right. her to come in. <laughs> Send the lady. So... Uh, that's a long way to travel if you're a yeah. little kid. Yeah. So were you with were you with someone else on the bus, or no, do they just whack you on a bus just, at four? Um, it was the bus that came out to the rural area, yeah. and, and and it it didn't come into New South Wales, and our farm was technically in New South Wales. So I actually had to get a lift with my dad when I was young, and later in life ride my push bike to the border so that I could catch the bus from where there was a bus stop on So you the had to go interstate? Yes. Time, time you travel. had to ride your bike interstate? <laughs> yes. To, to, go, go, to, to go to school. It's to like one of those old stories, morning. isn't it? It wasn't that far to ride. It's two kilometres away right. from our house. Um, so, but when you're four, yeah, my what dad, are you do, How are you, you – like, I, I mean, I can't even imagine that – yeah, I know. I think about it now. Like these days. I have children that age These days, now, wouldn't you just lose your kids? Like, as I know, in- yeah. But in saying that, it was, when I say school bus, it was like a large mini bus, right? So there's about 20, 25 kids on it. Right. It goes to, it went to probably seven or eight, maybe nine different schools that, you know, wherever you were. What's the age range of the children? Here's the thing. Kindergarten, year 12. So there's like. The whole gamut. Any, so there's any like brand new 15 year old kids with like a four year old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but in saying that, there was a structure of you had to sit, you know, 
at the, if you were the youngest, you sat right at the front. And, right. And like for a oh. while, I, do, I recall sitting in, you know, the seat beside the driver pretty much. Uh-huh. And then as he got older, it was always the high school kids up on the back seat. Right. I suppose, hat out. I suppose they don't want like a four-year-old no. kid back there. Like there, was, there was a structure. Learning in, how to roll cigarettes. In and saying that, one of the special. <laughs> how to make an apple bowl. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You do it heaps quicker than dad. <laughs> I, in saying that, uh, one time uh, when the bus was going past the Stromler Observatory, which was sadly burnt and lost in the bushfires a few years ago, I was pushed down into the stairwell of the bus by a special needs older kid on the bus and my head was cracked open so I arrived at school with like needing stitches and, and quite bad. And when I thought about that story in, in hindsight, Stromler Observatory, if, if you've never been to Canberra, is on the outskirts of the western suburbs. The school that I went to is opposite where Parliament House sits this very day, which is probably only two kilometres from the CBD. It's about a 35, 40-minute drive from where the incident took place to where they dropped me at school and went, he'll need stitches. So the bus company wasn't real keen on etiquette. So, yeah, they weren't, like, straight to the nearest hospital. No, no. They were just... In hindsight, that's like really you just you dropped me at school like in, yeah. in a modern oh, era. he'll be fine. In the modern era, I guess a mobile phone call would have been made to to a parent, but in those days, the bus driver had no way of communicating with any parent to let them know there'd been an incident. No, passed, passed halfway towards. So you school. just had to school. It is sit there with concussion, I, swallowing I, your own vomit. I can honestly recall the day sitting in the sick bay where they were holding things over my head, still going, "Oh well, he really needs to get stitches," which we don't do here. <laughs> I'm like, well, I've got to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. It was pretty full on. Yeah. But I did that for all of my primary school and then I went to boarding school for high school because there's no way you can do high school on those sort of demands in travel and still do extracurriculum and any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because my bus ride used to take like an hour and an hour and a half. Right. But not so at pri- you understand. But not at primary schools. In high school. Uh, yeah. At primary school, right. I went to primary school in Hayfield. So that was just right. like, you know, into Close town. By. It was like 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. Still. Even yeah. at, uh, even after it picked everybody up. Though. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're driven directly from my house to Hayfield, it's probably like five to 10 minutes okay. maximum. Yeah, right. right. Um, but Sale, which is 30 minutes in a car um, from where my parents' uh-huh. place is, that, that bus ride would sometimes so, take an hour and a half. And you did that for the Because I had to change buses. Like it, it took me into town to yeah, a bus right. exchange, like a yeah, park, right. where yeah. all the buses came and then swapped you over to other buses to then get to it's your school. It's a lot school. to do as a kid, isn't it? Like, I mean, well, you, I didn't know anything different. So, no, of course. Of course not. But, yeah, as an adult, I'm yeah. like... And ironically, for my high school, I lived at boarding school, so my bedroom was about... 300 metres away from my nearest classroom. <laughs> I mean, the time you save is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it really is. Yeah, absolutely. You're saving a lot of time. Mm. What do you fill that time with at boarding school? Uh, to be honest, just extracurriculum stuff. You become very involved in – for me, I was very involved in sporting stuff. Right. Which is why when I finished school, I went, oh, fuck, I'm not doing any sport for ages. That was full on. So, you know, you're talking about rowing before. I used to ride my bike from the boarding house down to the rowing sheds at the lake on, a, you know, 6 o'clock on a Wednesday morning and skull with other dudes in the boat. Not, right. Not later like we did. Uh, and any of that. So I played rugby union. I did athletics. I played soccer. I played cricket. I played tennis. It was really about sports because as a boarder, you had access to all of the facilities at the school all of the time. If you want to go and shoot some hoops, 
You're shooting hoops in the stadium-style basketball arena just for practice. Oh, yeah. If you want to go and have a swim. I didn't even think about if that. If you want to go and have a swim, you're having a swim in a massive 50-metre lap pool that's heated and indoors and in a, and you just have to get the key from the housemaster. Fuck, that's like, actually all I want to do. If you want to have a game of tennis, you just go down to the tennis court and you serve to the other dude on the other it's end. It's like my ideal life. Go and play squash. If you're having a bit of trouble, you could go and talk to the chaplain. Like It was actually quite a good way of life. The downside I'm is I'm going back you, to boarding school. The downside. I'm going to dress as a wait, child. Wait, 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 wait! wait no, that... no, I'm in. I don't want to no, hear any of the. No, wait. I'm blocking this in first. Let him get out. <laughs> I am going to get some sort of facial reconstructive Have you surgery. Seen Lord of the Flies. And I am going back to boarding school. Right. Good luck. Right. What? Tell me what would go wrong with my plan. A, you're much older than the other kids. No, no, no. I've had know. facial reconstruction okay, yeah, surgery. Yeah. And I um, just, I'll watch some young people's things and learn yeah. how to talk like young people. YOLO. If, do you take the knowledge that you have now back with you? Yeah, yeah. This is not hypothetical. You, I'm just doing fine. this. Well, then you'll be fine. Yeah. As a, as a young 12-year-old boy moving right. into a boarding house that's run by year 12 boys that are 18. No, no. Well, I'm not starting at the bottom. I struggled. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to come struggled. in at like 16. You'll nail it. Yeah. You will be, you'll be on. Here's the thing. Take, take a bunch of booze and some porn. I am honestly, going. To. I'm going to keep my. You, I'm going to keep you, my real ID. You, you are going to be the king, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Wouldn't yeah. I be like the? Absolutely. With what you know now and what you can, you know, in impart on younger boys oh my in God. terms of knowledge and experience. There would not be a moment where you wouldn't be standing around a circle of dudes just going, "Tell us more, Will." If hey. I, if I ever uh, have to go into the witness relocation program, and I assume at some stage I will. Boarding schools you go. Boarding school, that's what I'm going to ask for. They're like, you're going to have to inform on this mob boss. And I'm like, I have one condition. I'm going back to boarding school. Put me in year 12 forever. Adam Sandler is the border. Hey, shh, don't tell anyone. This is actually not a bad idea. It's a great Adam Sandler movie. Oh, it's a perfect. Uh, I wouldn't watch it, but people they watch Adam. People Sandler would watch. Oh, people would watch that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Like, so Adam, it sounds a bit re- reminiscent of like. Well, I mean, we'd I was to call it the co-ed. I, I was mean, about to yeah. say it sounds reminiscent of other movies, but then I realised we're pitching an Adam Sandler <laughs> it's Adam film. Sandler. So it's like, <laughs> he doesn't know sorry. what reminiscent is. <laughs> I mean, the only flaw is it might be a step away from his ordinary, groundbreaking <laughs> originality. <laughs> This could be funnier if that's all right, if you don't mind. So he, um, Adam Sandler, has, has to go into the witness relocation program. Yeah, yeah he saw some heinous crimes. Right. Heinous. And uh, he chooses to go back to boarding school yeah. to help his child who can't come into the witness God, relocation dude, program. Dude. Right. He still wants to be close to – so it's kind of – Mrs. Doubtfire but, but we need a meets Goodwill he, Hunting. But why isn't he the teacher? We meets, need a, we need um, a that Drew Barrymore never been kissed. Yeah. It's all that very yeah. Rodney Dangerfield's back to school. Yes. It's a little Billy Madison. Does he fall in love with the teacher? He falls in love with the teacher. Brilliant. But but he's a kid. So he can't. It's like big. It's kind of like big as... I he mean, can't go through with it. It's it like is like American a lot Beauty. of movies that have already happened. Like American Beauty. That's <laughs> probably the only flaw so far is it's like a lot of movies that have already happened. But it's nothing like Young Einstein, that crazy... It's like Face movie. Off. It is a bit so, like Face Off. 
It's yes. uh, this is how I'm gonna pitch it. <laughs> it's big, meets face off, meets never been kissed. You're meets... just listing movies. Did you like these movies? <laughs> I loved them. Well, imagine a movie that had all those movies you in say it. Say it's got Sandler in it. <laughs> it's Adam Sandler. He's at school. Adam Sandler is the border. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't even know why we're talking. We already started making it. As soon as I heard the words Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's finished. It was in production. <laughs> I, I think that it. would be a great movie. I love it. Uh, so, okay. So apart from a school, what other memories do you have of being here in Canberra? You know, for me, not like I said, I'm, I moved. I moved away from here when I was twenty. Yeah. And if I wasn't, if it wasn't when you were at Pizza Hut, tell me about that. How long yeah, were you at Pizza okay. Hut for? Well, that would have been. Here's what happened. I, I finished school uh, in in eighty nine. I left at the end of year ten to go and study agriculture at an agricultural college. Yes. Because I'm from a farm. Yes. And that was expected of the eldest son of the eldest son to do that. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, dude. So, <laughs> so I uh, killed some goblins and went to ag college. Right. For for a year yep. in Goulburn. Yep. Not Goblin, Goulburn, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, and then I came home and worked at home on the farm for a year, which uh-huh. was also part of, the, part of the deal. And at the same time I studied at TAFE, I brushed up on my wool classing degree that I'd done the first part of at, at Ag College and got my full wool classes certificate. So now, that I what it, grade wool. So what does that mean? That means when you shear a sheep, the yep. wool is taken off and then it's given a grade uh, from super fine to broad. And uh, how many uh, how many categories are there? Uh, there's really only three. There's super fine. Oh, maybe four. There's super fine, fine, <laughs> super fine. So you're fine. qualified, you say? Yeah, yeah. To work this out? Well, you know, in 1991. Right, but uh, I, I would have thought that you could remember whether there was three or four. There is four. There's, okay. There's super fine, fine, medium, and broad. But, super but, fine, fine, medium, and broad. But the super fine okay, and fine cool. are sold as fine wools. It's just that one of them is obviously better than the other. It's also and, how I did read a dating book that uh, yeah. categorized women like is that. that right? well, I, I found it offensive, <laughs> but it was like broad to be old school. It was like it? broad. Uh, there was medium, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. There was like fine, fine. and then there was like super, super fine. fine. <laughs> Actually, you stumbled on something. Right. You could be right. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, I studied. I studied that for a year, and it means that you can grade wool for sale. So, what does that mean? If you would go around, when, so once the the wool when, sh- when you shear the wool off your flock, yep. that becomes the clip. It is called the clip of the flock. So that is all. The I wool. love this already. Right. I feel like I'm in click go the shears, <laughs> yeah, dude. This is like Australiana. Watch out for the bare belly Joe. He's coming up. All Here right. <laughs> so run me through the terms again. All right. So. You shear a flock of sheep. Yeah, that is so your flock. shearers shaving their wool off. Yes, that's right. Right. That's where we get, you collect yep. all the wool and you get about four or five kilos off each sheep. Yeah, okay. Right? All roughly, right. Roughly. Roughly. Uh, last, the weight loss method that really you, works. When you, that's right. Yeah, just in a day too. Right. You just have to get a bit manhandled. How uh, long does it take for a sheep to uh, grow a fleece? Uh, a full fleece, 12 months. Okay, So right. you do it every year. So you're getting a decent haircut once a year. You could let them grow for 18 months, but 12 months is optimum for the length of wool because it needs to be combed, which is where the process of drawing it out so that it can be weaved together. It needs to... I feel like people are learning a lot more about wool yeah, than they expected I'm when they tuned in. I'm probably exposing a lot of knowledge that people never thought I no, had. I, I'm, <laughs> well, yes, but I am fascinated. Please, right. go okay. on. So, yeah, no. So the clip is what you get off all of them. So that becomes that becomes it, it is all of your all of your wool. All your wool's the clip. Now wool is graded in terms of length and also micron measurement. 
Now, the micron measurement is a micromillimetre of measurement. Superfine wool sits around the, somewhere around 10 to maybe under that 9, 8 microns. So that means that there is 8 little tiny fibres in every millionth of a millimetre. Right. It's very fine thread, right? And it's all grown together in a, in a bunch. And the it just grows out of an animal. Just out of an animal. It's just amazing, isn't it? Just grass and water. That's it. Out of all the things. Just grass and water. That wool has been made into. I know. Like you couldn't have football scarves. You couldn't no. have football jumpers. Socks, fine wool suits, singlets. Seriously, dude. Blankets. And it just socks, grows out of an animal. Just every 12 months. Self-replenishing, right? Self-replenishing. You don't even have, you don't have to kill it. Animal. In fact, the animal goes, oh, oh thank that. fuck. Oh, that's good. By the way, make something delightful. Yeah, could you? Make yourself a make yourself make yourself a tea, guysy. (laughs) Thanks for the haircut. Make yourself make something yourself. Such a generous animal. So it's super right. out of the wools, which is the yes. most valuable of the wools? Super fine wool. Okay, right. And right. it's a very small percentage of the market. How do you get super fine wool? Selective, is it, it from selective a, breeding from stud? Yeah, so stock. it's like a certain sort of yeah, sheep has super on. fine wool. Yes. It's not like it's not like you get different wool from the same sheep. No. It's no, not like like the back breeds, of the neck's gonna be like broad and their testicles sheep. are super fine Ma- or something. Merino sheep in this country are our super fine wool sheep. Right. Merino. Famous wool merino wool, isn't it? Purebred merinos yeah. are our best wool that we have, and Australia has the best wool in the world. Right. So we're we're nailing that. Uh, yeah, there's is, a massive it, competition every year called the Emeraldo Zenia Award, and you'll be familiar with Zenia suits. I am. They actually run uh, an, uh, wool suits. They yes, they run a competition every year for the finest fleece in the world. Our prop- Their suits grow out of an animal. Our property, the best we ever did was come third in it's the world. It's pretty good. But, in, <laughs> the uh, best you ever did was come third in the yeah, world. But our cousins down the road, they came first several times. In the world? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, the region that I grew up in is, is a super fine wool growing region. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's fancy land. Yeah, all right. <laughs> right. I'm into it's on this. the banks of the Murrumbidgee River, so and it's at the foothills of mountains. So it's. it's I've never heard a more Australian podcast than it's, this. It's well <laughs> If you've just it's tuned well in, we're talking about superfine wool, <laughs> <laughs> as expected, as usual. I think they use wool around the world. You know. I mean, it's it's one of the world's most popular. Yeah. Uh, textiles. Textiles. There you go. That's a better word. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a degree. It's not my, not my area. So the wool is measured for micron length. Uh-huh. So to see if it's super fine or fine or medium or broad. And the broad stuff's still great. That's what we make blankets and socks out of. And, and you know, the, traditionally the sheep that you might see in New Zealand, those crossbred sheep that they use that don't have any wool from down lower than the knee, yeah. they're broad wool sheep. So they make socks and blankets out of that wool. Right. But they also make better mutton. They, they, ironically, they make... They make socks out of the ones that don't have any wool on seems their feet. Cruel, doesn't it? It seems, <laughs> seems like an irony. And it seems a, like we're rubbing that shit in their and faces. And it's a blanket theory too. <laughs> <laughs> it really uh, is. So they're good eating as well. They, they? are. Well, they they are. They are, are merinos good eating? They are. They're very sweet and succulent, but you don't get very much meat off the beast, so they're not very profitable. Right. They have fucking nailed that, haven't they, merinos? They're, yeah, they're very tasty. Like, trust me, I grew up on them. They're very, very tasty. Right. But they are not commercially viable, so we don't eat merinos. You can imagine the merinos and the crossbreeds having a meeting. Oh yeah, and the merinos merinos are like sitting around going, (laughs) yeah. The merinos like, hey, uh, what have you guys uh, come up with to uh, become necessary to people? Wow, (laughs) it's pretty cool. We're delicious. Oh. What about you guys, the Marinos? Huh. Uh, we've just decided that when they give us a haircut, they can make that into shit. Really good stuff. 
So they don't eat us. So they don't eat us. I always imagine the Merino to have a slightly French accent. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> and, okay. And, and, the, and the crossbred sheep to be kind of bogans, to be honest. Yeah, right. proud of their heritage. So it's measured for micron and also the length of the wool from where it's cut off by the shearer to the tip. And because it needs, <laughs> because it needs to be Got to measure combed. from the base of the tip. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be combed, which is where they literally, like it sounds, they comb it out to be able to weave it together. I don't know if you've ever seen yarn weaved out of wool. I have. It's basically twisting the wool together and then spinning it around quickly so that it tightens all as one. Like now, is this all done by machines these it days? It is these days, mate. Yep. And there's actually no... Here's the irony. Australia, we export all of our wool. All of our wool because there is no processing plants in this country. No one has gone, I should build processing plants. Why we do we do that? all of our wool. To, why? Because it cripples the farming industry and no one wants to support it. It's the bane of the existence of people that have grown wool. Superfine wool production has dropped. The money has dropped out of it. There used to be a huge market for it. But because they can process it over there and just make it and weave it and sell it as fabric over there, what we're doing is shipping out the bulk product and buying all the fabric back. It's quite sad. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. It's quite sad. It, it's, it, it's, a, it's a dying game. It's a game that's hard to sustain. Um, you know, farms that aren't, say, of the ilk and size of a farm that is... Like, the farm I grew up in has been in my family for 165 years. It's sustainable because it doesn't have huge overheads and it's very well established and it's been running for a long, long time. And is on What happens to that land. farm next? The next part of the process has sadly already been started, Will. My grandmother, in her infinite wisdom, who I had lunch with today... Oh, yeah? ...and is like a cheeky little schoolgirl, and she's a 90-year-old lady next April and is just always excited to see me and... Does she knit? Not anymore, mate. She's, she's, <laughs> no, but... She, she, oh, yes. Oh, she knitted, oh, though. She was with the CWA and every other acronym that means you do... Knitters with attitude, as we say. Absolutely, yeah. She's, she's, she's done darning, knitting, embroidery. Because I just didn't right. know if you were, like, getting it... Like, you know, sometimes... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like, you know, as comedians, you don't like to be funny when you're at home. Yeah. Like, sometimes if you're, like, yeah. you know, exporting wool to the world, <laughs> maybe you're not knitting at home, <laughs> yeah, you true. know? True. No, but she's right into that. She was a, she was a nurse in the war, my grandma. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, in Australia or in Australia. overseas? In Australia. She was due to be consigned to overseas and the war ended, very thankfully. My grandfather, the same, he only ever had, only ever had to go to Darwin and fight. Uh, but uh, when I say fight, he more drove a dozer through the Dane Tree to make access roads. So not as dangerous and probably not very green, but anyway. I thought you were about to say, <laughs> oh, he, just, he just drove a dozer down the main street in Darwin. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, he was drunk. No, he was, uh, it was a footy weekend, crazy. Mad Monday. Mad it was Monday. A great. Hey. But he talked about it for 50 years. He thought the Japanese. Always marched on Anzac Day. <laughs> we said, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's, it's inappropriate. He just weird. drove a bulldozer through weird. Darwin. Um, but she's already started the process of, of the attrition of the place, which I think is, you know, I've had several thoughts about this and in, overall I think it's quite clever because it saves, you know, my, my grandparents had three children, so I've got an aunt and an uncle and my dad who is still at home on the farm running it, holus bolus. Yep. Um, the farm is to be split into three shares uh, between the three of them before she passes away so that there's no carry on bickering and you know all that sort of crazy stuff that ruins everything afterwards so it's i think it's been very maturely dealt with and sorted out in a way that a keeps the running operation part of the farm together as a chunk there are some there is room for other bits of it to move on fairly and squarely to other people that deserve something out of it uh the farm operation base and the main part of land stays with my dad who is the eldest son of the eldest son and 
the decree is that it goes from eldest son to eldest son and it will keep... See, it is like Game of Thrones. The decree is. Well, it is. It has been like that for 165 years and I guess that's why my grandmother is making sure that in modern age that doesn't get ruined by... You know, greed or stupidity or short-sightedness or no, but I respond to that because obviously, you know, my, you know, uh, family farm has you know been sure. in the family for generations. Yeah. My grandfather had it, my father had it, my brother will take yeah. over the farm or will, yeah. has already you know right. he's working on the yeah. farm with my father. So I am. It's my brother's birthday today. In fact, oh, happy birthday! Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is. I probably should ring him rather than just wish him happy birthday on a podcast. Really? But it's your brother's birthday today. Yeah. 10th of the 10th? It's my brother's birthday in two days' time. Yeah. I love you said it really is. Like, oh, no, I just like to bring a bit of sizzle to the podcast by making up my brother's birthday. I had momentarily forgotten that yours and my brother's birthdays were so close together. Oh, yes. And and it's confusing because my wife's brother's birthday is the same day as my brother's birthday. So well, so, that's, I mean, that's confusing gets, to the listeners at home who know oh, none, none of those people, certainly. Yeah. See? Uh, you so, t- you, so, so the farm, so the farm's being sorted out that way. And in 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 reality, will probably if I'd have stayed behind on the farm and kept working, this wouldn't have happened. It would I would take over from where my dad was leaving off. Well, I guess that's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah, I could tell, and that's that is my my will to go and chase what I my dream and my dad's uh, goodwill behind that to go. Wait, go give it, give it a run. See how you go. In the so back t- of his mind, I reckon he thought I was going to come back a bit sooner than this and probably stay. But right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you think he was the greatest guy ever because yeah. he said, "Go, good luck." Yeah. As soon as you're out the door, he's turned around. He's like, he'll, "He'll be back he'll in be, six weeks." He'll be back. Well, it's been a few years now. No, it's well, been that, I mean, years. I guess that's what I want to talk about because there'd be people listening to this, I imagine, who you know, are in those situations where they've been sure. expected by their family, maybe people listening to this at yeah. high school or they're in some job or whatever. Yeah. So you've gone to ag college, you're yeah. back on the farm. Done you, a year. You've done a year. Yeah. Did you have a good time? Loved it. I love the farm. Right. You know, I was on the bike today, yeah. going around some sheep. I love the farm. It's a, it's a really... You've got these qualifications? I mean, absolutely, yeah. Like you're a fucking motherfucker when it comes to telling <laughs> one wool from another wool. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right, you know. Yeah. So... What happens next? Yeah. Do I'm, one day does wool just uh, not make you hard in the way you used to? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, like what happens? You know what? I guess from a young age, I've got a, I've, my dad's young. My dad's only 60. He turned 60 this year. So I guess when I was younger and I was 20 and he was 40, I didn't think there was really going to be a problem with me going off and doing what I wanted to do because even by the time I'm now, dad's still not retirement age. Right. There was no necessity, you know. If my dad had been much older, and it would have been, if I would have been making him work too hard for his age to keep doing what he was doing and whatever. No, else, you're right. He's then perhaps I shouldn't have gone after those opportunities. Right. But he saw what I've now seen in retrospect that he had youth to give me a chance to go and break the mold. You know, like, and and to be fair, what's ended up happening is the whole thing has changed. And twenty years on, our farm's changing. They're not going to breed super fine wool anymore. They're not going to breed black Angus cattle. They're going to raise steers and raise weathers and sell them at market and not worry about selective breeding and, you know, trying to keep a, uh, a very high-maintenance flock of, of animals together on a, on a property. They're going to step it back and Dad's going to really shut that down more and adjust horses and do different things to make it sustainable into his twilight, you know, and that... And then that will be still its own business and own entity anyway, which will continue on. And he still has something to move on to both myself and my brother. You know, I've got a, I've got a brother. So, have you considered <laughs> combining a couple of your interests? Yeah, and uh, lobbying 
to grow medicinal marijuana? I've talked to Dad about it. Right. <laughs> and it's, we do have – there is 200 acres that is legally in right. the ACT. there is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like right, right. near here, there is a place where – Mm. I mean, surely just across the border. Well, he's, I mean, he's, it was a bus ride for a four-year-old. Well, he, surely you can say that to the government. Of, a four-year-old can make this <laughs> yeah. bus ride by themselves. Part of our uh, part of our property is in the ACT, so that there is a part of the property that is legal. What is it? Decriminalised. 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 I mean, can you imagine? I can. I've imagined it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? We're the, plus, guys, we're the guys that nearly killed a dog. I've thought plus, about this. <laughs> plus sales of lamb. Oh, like you, sh- you could have chops, like three dollar chops, cooked what? up on a barbie. Have that. Lindsay- Anyone want a chop? Oh yeah, Lindsay's secret garnish. <laughs> you could have like bottles, like Paul Newman. Brilliant. Like your face on them. What is his? Brilliant. What is his eleventh uh, secret herb? You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll but never you'll know. fucking murder a I, lamb chop. You've kind of hit on. You've kind of hit on a on a vein of of truth in your in your crazy wildness. And I I do plan to to bring two of my great passions to the farm in some stage at some point in my life. And it'll be, it'll be fun and exciting. But I do have vision for using the space to be creative and have a good time. So I don't. The the farm is certainly not a part of my past. It's a part of my present and my future. It's a it's a real, it's a real thing to me, and it keeps. Uh, it's nice to have a base. It's nice to, you know, when I was there today, and I went and had lunch with my grandmother in the house that my grandfather built in 1950, and you know, sat in the dining room where we've sat for so many times as families, and it's really encompassing. It's something I don't get to do as often as I'd really like to. Like I really enjoyed it today out there, and it was a, it's a nice feeling. And it, the countryside is just beautiful. You know, it's so open and vast, and there's no politicians, even though it's so close to Canberra. Although my dad was one for a little. It's just I find it quite calming to be there. So I will do something there. I think it's calling me in a way that is kind of nice. It's, it's, I've, done, I've done my time and I think I've, I've got something to bring back to it that I can go, here you go. I want to I show the farm something I've done. It's interesting. I like that, Lindsay, because I have no desire to go back to the farm no, ever. But you didn't go and study agriculture. You went on and did journalism. Yes. And, and, and you know, you followed your heart from the start and, it's, and, and I think that's... That's important, and you had an older brother. So I know. On, no, I'm two. the eldest. My brother well, is younger, than, younger me, than me, but he's a couple. He's only a couple of years yeah. younger than me. But he also had the enthusiasm for the farm. Yes. So there was pressure off you. Like my brother has, ne- you know, he's never felt any draw to learn, or he couldn't tell you any of that stuff about wool. He could tell you the colour of it and the smell of it and all those t- sort of tangible things of experience. But he's never studied any of that stuff. And my dad still emails me all of the movements of the stock and the prices and, the th- you know, I'm kept very much in the loop. Even, even my, dad, my dad has those conversations with me. Yeah. Like when I – if I ring right. my brother – if I ring my brother today and I get my dad, say he's <laughs> up at mum and dad's yeah, yeah. like having dinner tonight for his yeah. birthday, if I get dad – Dad will update me on two things. Oh, the steers went all right. Some shit that's going on on the farm <laughs> yeah. that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like a fucking 10-minute conversation about what he's done, the change he's made to the dairy since last time. Right. But I don't know what was happening last time. Well, if you ever need me to help out translating any stuff. I, I don't. I just, I, I just seem interested <laughs> because I love him. Yeah, of course you do. A, yeah. In the same way as he does when he comes yeah. to my shows. Well, and, yes. And the other yeah, one, cool. he'll update me on local football news. Oh, right. Yeah. As if I'm keeping up to date yeah. on the North Gippsland Football League the rest of the year. Like, it's only like... Maybe he's trying to every say Every three months be. he'll be like, gee, Kawa had a good game against Nambrock. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Who? I mean, they are... Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, know. I know they're two places that have football teams. Right. But it's not like I've been keeping up on whether Kawa's having a good year. Have you or... ever sent him back something like, is that good? 
No, no, no. <laughs> no. I, no I want... He, I want, You ignore it. He, and he's very big on... Because Dad knows everyone, so he's very big up right. on... Oh, oh, the locals. So Linda's had a baby. Yeah, I cop I've a bit of that. I've no fucking idea oh, dude, who. I cop so much of that because... As soon as they come up with some version of like Google Earth or Shazam or <laughs> fucking whatever it is that I, that I can have a conversation on my iPhone. Yeah. Here you go, Apple. I know you're in a fucking funk and no one cares about your fingerprint technology that everyone hacked within fucking 24 hours. Did they? Yeah. Is that blown? Oh, yeah, it's all blown. I thought that was clever. I, and the fact that I've updated my iTunes and now my iTunes doesn't work. No. Obviously, the person in charge of fucking Apple is Benjamin Button. It's like I'm going backwards in time. My computer is de-evolving. It's fucking ridiculous. Can you imagine in five years' time we're all sitting around with our fancy Nokias going, why were we ever on those things? You know what? I'm fine with it to go. Everyone yeah. knows that I hate my phone. and I'm, yeah. But here's the thing. I like downloading my podcasts. Yeah. And Consistently. Six weeks ago, there was a system on my computer whereby that happened. You could do and that. And now there's a one whereby the same podcast gets downloaded every time, even though it's already downloaded. Why? So I'm spent – fucked if I know. Have you talked point. to any of these people at the – Oh, I can't talk to people. <laughs> I got a computer oh, so I didn't have to I talk to people. I think you can. <laughs> oh, I mean, I hope – sometimes I hope if I complain about something yeah, on yeah. this, then someone will, get in, someone, else will do someone will get in touch and tell me what to do. We know people that work at Apple. You and I do. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I can't remember who that is. You do. I know only recently. That Aunt Frank. Hi, Aunt. Oh, okay. All right. We'll sort it out. Um, so, well, yeah, but that's not Steve. Like, it's. I don't think it's his fault. I don't no. think it's like the guy he in the might, blue t-shirt and the genius know, bar's fault. Like someone else might have had this problem. I think everyone else is having this problem because their new fucking technology. No, my is iTunes shit. works on the new download. I have to plug my phone in every three minutes, but I is working. Too. You see me carrying my cord around? It's hanging out of my pocket. Yeah, I mean, I'm just carrying it around. I put not, it in the elevator. It's not. I plugged cool. it into the power in the elevator. Are you serious? Yeah, it's not cool that now it, that phone is fucking landline at all times. I know. Like you are a guy plugging your phone into an I elevator. Know. Yes, it's, it's, it's nearly 2014. That's as transient travel as you can have. That is fucked up. Like, seriously, we're going backwards. Why is no one noticing? I think you're right. So, anyway, I've got a suggestion for the next update. All right, good. Come up with technology where, like, I have a conversation with my dad. Yep. And he mentions all those people. Yeah. And then you just pull their, like, information off the internet. And like yeah. with faces off Facebook so and that you can information, the and I hear, oh, okay, oh, that's Janet, that and oh, her that's kids, and idea. oh, she's related to the, all the shits already on the internet because you've got all those like family tree Wouldn't websites, already be doing you've got it? Facebook, you've got all their like driver's yeah. license information, whatever. I just need some right. program that puts all this shit together. Means you don't have to think anymore. Yes. That is exactly what I love it means. this idea. Yeah. I thought of that. So get on that apple, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but fix up iTunes first. Yeah. So I just want to download my podcast and not download that one podcast is over that, and is over. iTunes is not the only way you can get it, though. There's other ways you can get it. Oh, for fuck's sake, Lindsay. There was a system that worked six <laughs> weeks ago. I'm just this saying is that my that's point. not working. I'm not saying... Like, sometimes if you've got a broken arm, you might have to use your other arm to do things you that know you what? normally do. You know what? Then they should have told me not to update ah. it. Don't, fucking, <laughs> don't come waving your fancy fucking update in front of my face every time my computer it's turns on. Date. With like, oh, you got to up. Why don't you upgrade? <laughs> oh, everything else will stop working if you don't upgrade. I can't upgrade. Of course, it'll be better. It's not better. It's worse. It's fucking worse. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. So uh, we have, have to finish this up in a minute again? so that All I right. can. Um, yeah, I need to do a wee. Uh, and also, uh, we have to do a show. Yeah. Oh. 
Uh, uh, but you had a, you said it, you had a funny story. I'll tell you a quick little story, then you can tell your funny story, and then we'll finish. Oh, do you remember your funny story? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, I cool. do. It's a great so story. I, I'll tell mine first. All right, you go. Which is just a story of me lying to the woman at the front desk at the Adena today. Oh, so about the smell? Oh, no, because <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know about the smell at that point. <laughs> okay, but. So I've got into the hotel right. and, well, I'd already smelt the smell downstairs, but that yeah. was in the car park. So I yeah. didn't assume it would be in the room no, as well. it's kind of outside. So I've got to the front desk and I'm checking into the hotel and I've done all the things. And she gave me the form and she's like, you know what? All the details are there from the travel company because like we're on tour. So it's all booked through a travel company. Yeah. But they also want my personal details. They oh. don't need my personal details. What do they need that for? So that they can send me shit that That's I right. don't want. Yeah. But they don't need my personal details. They do not. They've got my credit card imprint. They've got the address of where to... Like, You're send... just a car going in a garage right. for them. Yeah. But you know what? I didn't want to be a pain in the ass at the same time. So oh, yeah. I gave them some of my address. <laughs> I ticked the thing that said, don't send me anything. Good, me too. I gave them my public email, the one that if anyone... Yeah. Will at willanderson.com.au. It's me on the, my website. It's like, you know, I don't care. I'm That's my big public yeah. one. And then I just left the... The mobile phone bit. Sure. Because yeah. I just don't want... Maybe you don't have one. Right. Well, here's the thing. I've got enough prank calls over the years. <laughs> Do you from, reckon? Oh. <laughs> from, like, seriously. <laughs> like, I literally get fucking, like, some Saturday night, some fucking idiot at a party who's got my name off some list at some gig or whatever right. you know, it is. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, don't it get happens. me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably would think that was hilarious too. It's if never I harmed was... you, but it's annoying, right? No, it's annoying. Yeah. But, so I just try to avoid sure. leaving it Let's places it doesn't need to be. It's a right? risk assessment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I stopped writing it on toilet doors. Yeah. I'm like, I've really <laughs> cut it tattoo down. tattoo removed. So. Right. Um, so I just said, no, she, so, she, so I handed it back and I thought, well, they won't even ask. I've given them all, I've given them an email, I've given them an that. address. She wants to ring you one night at a party. So then she's gone, oh, uh, don't you have a mobile phone? No. And in that moment, I wasn't going to lie before that, but I thought, you know what, it's easy just to lie. I'll just say no. No. No, I don't have a mobile phone. Don't have one. Great. She accepted that. Of course. Fine. She didn't need another number. Everything's no. good. Yeah. So, I say, <laughs> I get up here to the uh, hotel. Yeah. I've literally come in the door. I've had time to unpack a couple of things. There's a knock on the door. Yeah. Right? I come. I open the door. At the first, I thought it might have been you. Yeah, right. I open up the door. It's another dude from the front desk. Yeah. And he goes, are these yours? And he hands me. Oh, my phone. <laughs> my sunglasses. <laughs> And my mobile phone. I had put my sunnies and my mobile phone on the desk while I was lying to her about the fact that I didn't have a mobile phone. You didn't have one on you. I mean, technically, if she tried to ring me, I did not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean... She at may not least, have seen that happen. She may not have seen any of that happen. At least the thing is, Lindsay. Oh, no, she would have seen it because I left oh, them straight in no. front of her. At least they had the decency to not send her up. True. Yes. Can you imagine? Yes. If I... she's there at the door handing me. Yeah, whose is this? <laughs> my, my, in that moment, I'm my, like, not no, mine. no, that's not, not mine. mine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I just lost my phone. Fuck. <laughs> that is a $600 lie. <laughs> Fuck. 
Now I have to get one of those new ones. They plug in every three minutes. But then when she walks off, you quickly ring your own number. And when and when she answers, you say, oh, yeah, hi, this is James. Uh, I left my phone with Will. Uh, he's staying at the Adina. Are you anywhere near there? Oh, I work there. Brilliant. Right. Can you just leave it with him? Hello. Here's James's phone, Mr. Anderson. Thank you. Ah, brilliant. Thank well done. Whew. Or I get facial reconstructive surgery. <laughs> and go back to boarding school. Adam Sandler is <laughs> the border. Okay, let's finish with your story. And then I don't we'll want go. to tell my story. Oh, you don't no, want to I tell like your story? I so much, okay. I'm going to save mine. All right. I've laughed too much no, no. to your story to do that's that. That's good. No, that's all. Sorry. You know, so, you know what? Sometimes, Lindsay. I just enjoyed it. It's just nice to get out when we need to get out. Yeah. In fact, we need to get out now because we've got to go to a show. Got to go. Uh, where can people find you on the worldwide interwebs? They will find me at comedyweb.com. Uh, you'll find me at Facebook, Lindsay Webb Comedian, on YouTube and Twitter, at Lindsay Webb. And uh, if you're in the Brisbane area, come see my preview shows for my festival next year. They start at the start of November. It's called What's Your Name? What Do You Do? Should be fun. That should be very, very much fun. I'm looking forward to uh, it. I uh, have uh, one more show of the Goodwill Tour. Well, we have three more at this stage. Canberra three, tonight. Three, three to go. I have DY tomorrow night. And I have uh, uh, the Sutherland Entertainment Centre for the very last show of a tour that started on March 1. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, DY and Canberra sold out, but uh, there are some tickets for the Sutherland Shire. Get down to Sutherland. So uh, if you're in that area, please come and see the show. That would be brilliant. It's the last time I get to do it on this tour. So uh, that two weeks from today, I think it is. This is ridiculous. Uh, my work in progress shows for my new tour wow, start. Wow, that is close back-to-back, back, fella. Yes, it's very close. Well done. So I'll be at the Sydney Comedy Store doing eight shows, uh, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, all the details are on the Sydney Comedy Festival website now. They're $15 the show. And the, reason, the reason they're $15 is uh, I have no fucking idea what they're going to be about. Oh, right. I see. It's cheap. Um, I see why. <clears throat> they may be. Oh, Lindsay, you can go on, Wee. I can, go, I, I can do right. the plug. Thanks for having me. That's right, mate. Um, so uh, they may be uh, completely improvised. Uh, at, at this stage, I haven't decided whether I may do just come out at the start and improvise completely for the entire hour, uh, or I might be uh, trialling some ideas if I can pull some stuff together. But uh, either way, I think they're going to be really fun shows. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's 15 bucks and it's at the store, so it's going to be uh, brilliant fun. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, a few people have been asking about when will the uh, live... Fofop from the uh, LA Podcast Festival will be up with uh, Rove and Graham Elwood and Dave Anthony. Uh, the answer is soon. Uh, um, I'm going to try to save it for a couple of weeks just because uh, I'm back in Australia for six or seven weeks and uh, I don't have any podcasts left with Dave. Uh, so it'd be nice to have one with Dave up the sleeves. But uh, I, I will post it and uh, we're not going to charge for it. We're just going to put it up. But um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So that will be coming up. Uh, thank you to everyone who bought the uh, Everyone Relax uh, uh, Tofop shirts. Uh, they all sold out. So that's amazing. And uh, we've decided that we're going to do a uh, World's Worst uh, T-shirt next. So um, I'll tell you when uh, when that is up and about uh, if people want to get involved with that. So uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.